Let me welcome to the show somebody <laughs> who I want to involve in the conversation and other things because I think he could talk about more than cars. Let me wa- mm-hmm. welcome Mr. Rich Benoit. Howdy, welcome howdy, back. howdy. What's up? What's good? No. How are you guys? Rich Lamont, Lamont Rich. Lamont. Uh, we're good. We're good. So Rich has like almost 900,000 subscribers on his YouTube channel. I only say that mm. to, to give Lamont the aspiration in myself. You know, that's what you <laughs> that's what you want to you want to get to. And and mm. before we get into uh, all kinds of things, cars, how, when you first started, did you think you were going to have a following? Because Rich's whole claim to fame was like he would take Tesla's and rebuild them, you mm. know, and Tesla right. was mad about it. So he'd have fights with them because he would take parts from here, parts from there, things that they junked and then make new Teslas. And they were like, hey, hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute, because he's a technologist. He's a computer scientist. I love it. <laughs> yeah, no, I never thought I'd have a following at all because if you look at my first videos, it was me just literally taking buckets of water out of the first car that I built and dumping it into the street. So it was my way of documenting what I was doing. And then more and more people started watching it and be like, well, what, what are you doing now? What are you doing now? What are you doing now? So I started updating it more and more and keeping people updated as to you know, what I was doing on the cars. And then slowly I started amassing this following. Mm. And then um, I think slowly my, uh, I guess my personality came out after that. Because what happens is, what I realized uh, very early is that if you go into something specifically to make money, there's a very high chance you'll be disappointed at some point. You know what I mean? Like that was never the goal. The goal was to say, hey, listen, I'm doing something cool and new. I want to show people what I'm doing. And then later on, you know, the money and fortune came, I guess you could say. Um, But no, it was um, it was it was a hell of a ride, a hell of a ride. Money and fortune. All right. So at what point year one did you go, oh, people following and I'm getting these ads and endorsements and like at what point during this process did the light bulb come on that I could actually make a living doing this? It was when, so when you're on YouTube, you have to be, you have to have a certain amount of subscribers. I think it was 1,000 subscribers. And I want to say between four and 14,000 uh, viewing hours. I'm not really mm-hmm. sure which one's which, but back mm-hmm. when I was starting, that was a deal. And then I got an email from Google saying, now you could monetize your channel. And I got a check for 200 bucks. I was like, oh, okay. You know, I'm out here like 200 bucks. I'll take that all day just for something I'm doing anyways. You know, like how many things can you say? you know, you got $200 for a month just by being yourself. That's like a insurance payment on something. You know what I mean? So I think as time went on, you know, it went from 200 to 400 and I was making like a thousand dollars a month. I'm like, that's a nice car payment. I'm like, I'm going to keep grinding at this, you know? And it was, I think that's when I realized, wait a minute, this is a lot of money because my mother was worried. She was like, you know, why are you wasting your time with this YouTube stuff? You don't make it. You can't, how you make money doing that? you can't make any money doing that. Like, you know, just, just stay with your job and do your thing. And I didn't have the heart to tell her like, mom, I made like $1,100 last month doing this. That was like a big deal because, you know, a lot of people work really hard to make less than that in some cases. And I'm just doing my thing. So I think it was, it was around the time I started getting, you know, I think like thousand dollar checks in the mail that I was like, if I hustle and grind, I could make more than that and make a living out of this. So you know, that's after maybe like another year or so things came to be and I just quit my full time job. Wow. You know, it was it was it Hustle was a wild grind. Ride. We're talking with Rich Benoit. He he rebuilds cars. 
what does hustle and grind mean? Because it means something different to different people. When you say, I, I just decide to hustle and grind, what define that? You know what's funny? Like hustling for me is, it's almost like a, a skill that I acquired through through my cheapness. Because when I was younger, I didn't have any source of income. When I was younger, I didn't have a job to go to because I was in school. You know, I couldn't split the two. So I have to think about, you know, how do I grind? How do I work to achieve the goals that I'm, that I'm headed towards? For example, you know, you name it. You know, I go to the I go to the schoolyard. I tell my mom, "Hey, mom, could you pack me an extra sandwich? I'm hungry, right? I don't eat the extra sandwich. I sell it to a kid in school, you know, for a dollar, dollar fifty. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's like things like that. Like, hey, listen, you're gonna you're gonna you're not gonna finish that milk. Let me hold that milk real quick, and I can take that milk and I could drink it at home. Be like, mom, you're good. Don't worry. I have a few milks from school. Like, don't worry yourself. Like, you could save the three to four dollars. Like, you know, your son's got you. Don't worry about it. Mm. So I think slowly finding ways to acquire the things I want through unconventional means, that's grinding to me, just constantly working at like, how can I get to the next level? You know, like, how can I acquire this? How can I get my money game up? How can I get my name out there more? Um, that's grinding to me. And, and the hustling aspect, you know, to me, that's, it was similar to when I was in school and I was like, hey, listen, like, you know what? I have this textbook for school. Even when I was in college, I was doing this. Like, listen, this is a $100 textbook, right? You didn't buy it. Give me like $20 and you could have this textbook for a week. And we could split this textbook back and forth to say, you know what? That's, I just made $20 for, for no reason. I'm not even going to use the book anymore because the class already blew past it. So there's a lot of like internal things that you can do that you, you wouldn't believe. There's, there's just, there, there's money floating out of the window. All you gotta do is just take your hand and then just grab it. You know, you never know what something's worth to someone else until you say something. You know, I have a service to offer. Are you interested in it? You know, like I have a platform, like my YouTube channel, you know, and you have a, you have something that could be of value to me. Let's collaborate on something. Or like you have something like, hey, I think that'd be great if we work on something together. It's just like a mutual connection to you know, to get to the top together. Instead of stepping on people, you got to hold hands and like both pull your way up to the top. So hmm. that's just me. That's dope. So where, where, where does the rebuild car thing come in? Like, is that a hobby from, from way back or is that profession? You know, I've always, um, I get my love of cars from my mother. And um, she's always had like nice cars. Like back in the day, she had like Trans Ams and like Buick mm. Riveras. Like, you know, back in the day, that was it. I was like, oh, you got a Buick? Oh, hold on now. Um, and she was, you know, I grew up in, you know, not a, a great part of town. And people saw it. They saw my mother working hard for all these nice cars that she had. And they were jealous. So every other day, like, you know, she got a window smash or wheels taken oh. or something like that. And like, I saw her passion for cars. I saw her say, you know what? I don't want this anymore. I want to get something else. I want to do this. I want to do that. And slowly that was passed on to me. Hmm. You know, I was like, man, I got to get, I love these cars. Like I love the way that I feel when I work hard and I have something tangible to show for it. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like this, this is my hard work, like in the form of, of an object. Like I could look at it and say, you know what? I had to, I had to sell 50 college textbooks to get this, you know what I mean? To get this, this fake Rolex in Chinatown you know, or, or whatever. Like I, I had to, like, I, I saw that in her and I said, I want to do that for myself. So 
I said, you know what? I want, I want cool cars too. So I think when it first started, I just loved anything. And, you know, I bought my first, uh, my first car. It was like an old Dodge neon that I bought, but, you know, I hooked it up, gave it some wheels, you know, some music. It was, it was mine. You know what I mean? That's what mm-hmm. I had. And, um, you know, it slowly evolved from there. It slowly went back to the hustle and grinding thing because I had this Dodge Neon and I'm like, hey, listen, I'm going to join the Dodge Neon forum and I'm going to start getting used parts for my car because no one, I mean, used parts, no one knows it's used but you. Mm, You know, that's my thing, getting getting good deals and bargains. I'm going to buy these used parts, put them on my car, use them. And when I'm done, I sell them back. Because it's used, it's usually already fully depreciated in price. So whatever I buy it for, I could just sell it for the same price. So I'm not spending any money out of my pocket, really. You know? So it okay. came to that. You know, I, I sold that card, got this. You know, I sold, uh, you know, my Neon. I made, you know, maybe $1,000 off of it. I took that 1000 put a down payment on another car. And I just, it just kept growing and growing and growing. And I was able to have, like, pretty nice cars for, you know, I kept trading and upgrading you know, for, for little to no money at all. Hmm. So when, be, when did the Tesla thing happen? Cause I'm looking at, an, so I, last time you were on, it was po- pre, before COVID BC. Yeah. Right. Now we're, we're in COVID. Uh, first of all, how are you doing? I know you're, you told me you were in your daughter's room. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is the so, only, uh, this is the only quiet room in the house. Pretty. Cause the kids are running around downstairs. They're playing with the dog and stuff. Uh, so I figured I'd get some time of solitude to uh, to talk to you, but um, the the Tesla stuff started when I um, like I had a Corvette, right? I had this nice Corvette because my mother always wanted a Corvette, and when she went to go buy one, she got sick, and she went to the doctors. And the doctors were like, "Well, yeah, you're sick because you're pregnant." Mm-hmm. So she was pregnant with me. And that's the reason why she couldn't get her dream of owning a Corvette because she had responsibilities. Hmm. So I said to myself, it it was a weird thing when my wife was about, I want to say eight months pregnant, almost nine months pregnant, a light bulb went up in my head. I said, I want to get a Corvette because I thought to myself, you know, I wanted something to say, you know what, this is for me. This is mine. A lot of people were like, you can't do that. You're having a kid. What are you crazy? But this might sound kind of selfish, but realistically, I was here before, before she was, you know? So I had to make sure that my mind was right because if my mind's not right and I'm not happy, it's difficult for people around me to be happy as well. Mm. So self-care was my biggest thing. I was like, listen, this isn't going to affect anything. It's just something that I want. So two weeks before my daughter was born, I had a Corvette and I just it was the most confusing thing because people were like looking at me like you're having a kid like you can't do that but it's like wait i can you know the last thing you want to do is have resentment towards something and mm-hmm. then my mother said you know it was hard having you because it's something that i wanted and it was a goal that i could no longer attain because i felt that i couldn't do that so i was trying to flip the script a little bit and be like you know what well why not ask yourself why you can't do these things um after that my friend that worked at Tesla said, listen, I just started this new job at this new company called Tesla. It's crazy. They have these crazy fast electric cars. I want to bring one by and I want to show it to you. And I bet you, you're going to love it more than your Corvette. I was like, nah, that electric stuff. I'm not down with that. Like, that's not even cool to me. Um, But he came over and I have a picture of me sitting in the car and I took a picture of it 
and you could see my Corvette in the, in the front windshield. And I fell in love with it, man. Mm. Cause I remember I worked in it and it was all about tech, obviously. And I also love cars. So you mix the two, you mix all this, all the tech in the world, plus a nice flashy car. It was like, how can I not do this? Like I got, I got to get me one of these, you know? Hmm. And then thinking about it, he told me the price and I was like, I'm sorry. What is that in like, you know, is that quid or pesos? Like it was like a hundred, it was like a hundred and four, hundred and five thousand dollars at the time. And I was like, that's, that's not where my head is right now. You know what I mean? That's, that's a lot of money to drop on a car that I don't really need, but, but, but I want, you know? So um, after that, it, it's, it's, again, it's a hustle and grind thing. And I, I keep coming back to that because I knew I wanted it. Like in your head, if you want something, you go to sleep thinking about it and you wake up thinking about it and you say to yourself, how can I get to this level? How can I acquire this? What do I have to move and shake for me to get this vehicle? And after a few months of searching, uh, one came up that was all beat up. It was underwater for $15,000. I'm like, I can do that. You know what I mean? Move some money around, do this, you know, call the credit union. Yo, let me get some money. And I bought it for 15 grand and I had my Tesla. It didn't work. Nothing. It didn't, it didn't run or anything, but I had it. And I was like, now like, this is the starting point. Now I can get to the next step. And uh, after a few months, I slowly started taking it apart. And, you know, and this is where the whole fiasco comes in. I called Tesla. I said, Hey, can you sell me these parts? They're like, we can't, man, but we can sell you one for a hundred thousand dollars. I was like, no, that's why I'm in this in the first place. I don't have that kind of money. Um, but again, if you want something bad enough, I said to myself, how can I get out of this mess? I actually bought another car for another 15 grand. So I was into it for 30 total. And that's when things got uncomfortable because my wife was like, hold on, just to be clear, we're, we're down 30,000 and you have two cars that don't work. And that's when it got real. That's when it was like, hey, we got, I understand you're following your dreams. I understand you love the hustle and grind. I know you, you got your Corvette. I know you're good, but you need to start thinking about, make sure that when you do this, because I believe in you, that you, you execute on this and you succeed mm. because that's a lot of money to have tied up between, again, two cars that don't run. We could do stuff with that money. And I think that was the biggest motivation for me to say, hey, you know what, I have no, the failure is not an option here, you know? And I also started telling people what I was doing. And I'm a firm believer in, if you tell someone something, it's almost like breathing the life into existence for something. So when you start telling people something, they're gonna hold you to it. Yeah. So I started telling people to say, hey, listen, I'm doing this, this, and this, because I knew that when I stalled or I didn't really want to work on it anymore. I knew that they remind me and be like, hey, what about that 30 gram for those two cars that you didn't finish? Like, I knew that was motivation for me. So after that, I, um, I, I eventually, over the course of like six months, I got them working. I took all the parts from one car, put it in the other. And, you know, I have no engineering degree, no background whatsoever. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to ask. Like, how do you, who, like, what, what, what know-how, if that's not your wheelhouse? I, I had, I had zero know-how, but you know what? I think I'm a little bit different because I wasn't scared to take risks. Mm. And I knew that just think on first principles, like, Hey, listen, I know how to take things apart. I have two cars side by side. I'm going to slowly start taking things apart on one kind of analyzing it, looking around and slowly putting it in the other. It's like a big puzzle. That's all it is. Mm. It's, it's all a big puzzle. It's like, all right, I think this fits here. I think this would work, but, but I have no mechanical. I wasn't trained. I have no background in automotive. I have no background in, 
in engineering, nothing for computer science. But you nothing. do have background in tech and computers, which is what I Tesla have, is. Yeah. So I do have background in, in uh, because I work as an IT person. But the issue with the Tesla that was underwater, nothing worked. So with all the computing knowledge I had in the world, that wasn't going to help me. You know what I mean? When you have water and electronics, that was like, you know, in school, they don't prepare you for that. In school, they teach you. You couldn't hey, put it under a big bag of rice. You couldn't just yeah. put it in. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought at first, too. But it was it was a lot more complicated than that. And like I shook my head at that car so many times, like, can I even do this? You know, mm. but, you know, eventually I got it working. And the funny part is that I didn't even drive it because all the hard work, all the hours I spent in the basement, I was like, I want my wife to drive that car. It was kind of like an experiment because like, it's yeah. like if she broke down, it'd be like, oh, shoot, oh, my bad. But, um, <laughs> but, but, but she, she drove it for a year. She brought the kids to school in that car every day for a year, not a single problem. And mm. then I took it back from her. Uh, and then I bought a regular Tesla for her, like a Model X, a, non, a non-messed up one. And then I ended up giving that same Tesla to my daughter. So I don't, I don't drive a car anymore. Wow. It's still mm. running. It's right. It, it's, I think I actually, I was so confident in that car and my abilities that I handed the keys to that car to a YouTube channel that wanted to drive it from New York to LA. And I said, this car will not leave you stranded. That's how confident I am in my, in my ability. I gave them the keys. They drove from New York to LA and back about 8,000 miles total. Not, not a single problem. Wow. How many views did they get for All that right. video? They got a lot. They got almost a million. They were it, it was it was a big deal. I mean, I had to flex a little bit just to remind people. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. it was that that was a big deal. Like I wanted to do that to show, listen, like you guys might think I'm some like shade tree hack, but you know, it goes to show like I know my stuff, you know. Wow. Um but yeah, they drove it across country and my daughter drives a car now and I'm pretty good, man. You know, I'm pretty good. And you do have a business though. People do come to you to rebuild cars. Uh, has Tesla yeah. stopped you? Tesla hasn't stopped me. No. And during that time of me fixing that car, um, it was the same friend that came over my house to say, listen, you got to check this car out. We were, we started talking and we're like, people are looking at my channel and being like, Rich, when can you fix my car? And I was like, well, I can't, I'm not certified to fix anything. So like, I can't take that kind of risk and responsibility on someone else's vehicle and like how they eat. That's how they eat. They go to work, they drive the car, they need it. So we started talking. We're like, why don't we start our own shop? Why don't we, why don't we do our own thing? And again, breathe it right into life. I said, you know what? We, we can do this. We can hustle. He was working at Tesla full time. And at night we would get together and work on cars together. And then we bring in another, we brought in another person that worked at Tesla too. And we started it literally in the back of, um, you know, my business partner's father-in-law's his backyard out of his garage. We were, again, it's grinding. Mm-hmm. We were, we, we literally were fixing $100,000 cars in a, a, a backyard shed pretty much on his, <laughs> on his father-in-law's, father-in-law's property. So that's how we started. It was just humble beginnings because we know we didn't have the money to build the place. So we're like, why can't we do this in this little corner here? And then people started coming to us. We started getting bigger and bigger. And, um, you know, we ended up building a larger building next to that garage. And we're still there to this day. Mm. You know, we, we've been, we've, we've been, we've been very lucky. It's, it's, I can't believe it. I look back sometimes when I tell the story, 
I'm like, I can't believe I took this risky. This is a, this is wild. Like, I don't, if you were to, if I were to, someone to tell me years ago, this is what you're going to do. And this is what you're going to be doing. I'd be like, that's not me. You got the wrong dude. Wow. You know, Look at you. so yeah, Rich. you got a business now. Rich we're, Benoit we're is here. Uh, <laughs> and, and we're here. Lamont's here as well. So I, I selfishly brought you on because in 2021, I'm looking at the Tesla, that Tonka toy, that giant. Oh, the Cybertruck. Thing that look, yes. Is that a thumbs up? sideways because you're, you're always going to be honest is that something somebody like me should 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 uh, invest in you know what i think it is i think the cyber truck is a flex mobile if you want to flex you get the cyber truck because it is so outlandish and so in your face yes. that you you want to be seen you know i remember you telling me a while back you had a g-wagon right i did have a g-wagon when you when you told me that i started looking the g-wagons myself because like a g-wagon makes a statement you know, a G-Wagon is a big boxy truck. You know, unless it's the AMG, it's not very fast. It's boxy. No. It's it's kind of inconvenient. It's a big box, but there's not that much storage space. It's not comfortable. I've driven mm-hmm. from back and forth to Florida, and I think I got carpal tunnel in, in my right. left arm from... <laughs> Yeah, no, but it saved my life because a bread truck ran a red light uh, when I was doing radio in New York at four o'clock in the morning and ran a red light and barreled into me at like 60 miles an hour, hit me on the driver's side, spun that giant vehicle, spun around, broke the window, caved in the door, and I walked away from that. I don't think if I was in anything else, I would live. Oh, I'm I'm glad you survived that because that that is wild. You know what I mean? That is just, it's it's a tank. It's it's literally a tank. And if you want to be seen, the cyber truck is gonna is gonna get a level of attention that I don't know if you're ready for. I mean, maybe you want to flex a little bit, but that's what it's gonna is, do. Is it out? Is but it out? Is it as sturdy though? Is it as sturdy as that G wagon? Is it I, I is it know. a tank it's, it's, like that? To answer your question, Lamont, it's not out yet. It's coming out, I think, um, Q two of twenty twenty one. Because I want to get a broken one, yeah, <laughs> and then and then bring it and then bring it to the shit. Yeah. And then let's get You're not going to get a broken one in 2021. They're not going to be broken yet. You got to wait a couple of years. I'm speaking it into existence. (laughs) I need that broken Um, one. So, so yeah, it was, I think it's great. Am I going to get one personally? I I don't think so. Um, Only because I'm starting to realize the benefits of privacy. Because Uh, one of the reasons why I gave my Tesla to my daughter was because whenever anyone saw, because I, I, I wrapped the car, I put nice wheels on it. It was, it was, a, it was a nice car. Whenever anyone saw an African-American male driving a Tesla, they assumed it was me. Every, every ah. I got people emailing me saying, hey, did I see you in Chicago? Hey, did I see you in Texas? Hey, do I see you in California? And the attention the car was getting, because everyone knew it was mine, it was, it was too much. They see a dude in a Tesla, like, okay. oh, that must be rich. That, that's that dude. So well, I gave it a hurt. I, I, wait, I don't I don't have 900,000 subscribers on YouTube. I think I'm OK. All right. But let me ask you last question. Because yeah, yeah. uh, so Tesla, they wouldn't honor your credit, uh, your car credit from from no. your code uh, discount code. Is that still enough? They still don't. And tell me yeah, about no. That. So basically, um, when I bought my wife, her, her, her ex, the SUV, it took three months longer than they said it would to get the car. I was like, hey, listen, I want to get this by Christmas. It'll be a present for you. And I ordered it in September and I got it in January. And it was a used car. 
So the car already existed, but they just, whatever. So I made a series of videos saying, where's my ex? Where's my ex? Where's my ex? I still don't have it yet. And I had a code that whenever one, anyone used that code to buy a Tesla, they put my name in and I would get a credit, right? Mm. And if you get 50 credits, you get a Tesla Roadster. And the Tesla Roadster is a sports car that goes for about quarter of a million dollars, $250,000 car if you sell 50 Teslas, right? So I sold about, I want to say 40 something Teslas, right? And what they do is like a sliding scale. If you get to a certain point, they give you a certain percentage off the car. So when I was done, I was about 80% of the way, 80, 90% of the way. So I would have got this quarter million dollar car for like, you know, 50, 60,000 was perfect. Uh, after those series of videos where I made Tesla look bad because they couldn't deliver my car in a timely fashion, they pulled the code. Mm. They say, oh. nope. Here. Yeah. Mm. So they I don't it. want the car now. Now they're not getting my money. Thank you for that, Rich. We're going to support you. We're <laughs> yeah. going to support Rich Benoit. How can we support you? Quickly, how do people connect if they want to get their cars redone in this pandemic? So, <laughs> Where do they go? I mean, there's a few ways. We actually open up a few locations in Florida. We have two locations in Florida now. So we're, so we're growing. Okay. So either you could reach us, um, electrifiedgarage.com. We have a location in Seabrook, New Hampshire, and we have two locations in Florida. One in, uh, is it, um, near Miami, uh, South Florida, and we have one in Ocala, so it's North, North Florida. And you can follow me on Instagram, at Richie B. Kidd, uh, K-I-D-D with two Ds, or on YouTube, you know, Rich Rebuilds. So, you know, I've since, okay. I've since moved away from Tesla. So keep that in mind. So I, people are I like- I appreciate oh, it. I got you. I'm going to be I expecting you. it. Uh, it's Fool Since Friday. Let me uh, also say thank you for Mr. Lamont King. He's here. And joining us is comedian extraordinaire, writer, actress, and a uh, gun owner. Let me welcome Joyelle Nicole Johnson. <laughs> yes. Hello. Happy Friday, you guys. <laughs> hey, hey, we're talking cars because Rich rebuilds. He does. He rebuilds cars. And um, just for clarification, I had a G-Wagon that I paid $42,000 for pre-owned, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So now I would not have a G-Wagon because I'm not spending money, $100,000 on a vehicle because I think that that is not a wise expenditure. Absurd, I got it for yeah. 40000 and when I sold it, I actually made a profit because it appreciated. That's the same vehicle that Hitler and them were driving. They haven't changed <laughs> it, which I think is smart for Mercedes, right? Right. But I was saying to you off mm. mic, the thing about it was that it was a tank, and I felt safe in it, and it did save my life. So when I was looking at the Tesla, I was like, that looks like a tank. I'm not spending $100,000. It's about half the price of that. So I was right. looking at that for that reason, but uh, you don't like it. So tell me what you do like. And let's talk I mean, about electric cars because I want to be, you know, uh, responsible. So that's the other thing. I um I do like the Cybertruck. I think it's a little bit too loud. That's all it is. Like, I think no. it's like in your face. Okay. And it's just like people are like, oh, what's that? And no. it makes you a target. There's another pickup truck called the Rivian, which is also electric. So look that one up. It's definitely a lot more uh, toned down. But the issue is the price is a little bit higher. So check out the Rivian. The That's Rivian? a good truck, too. Yeah, how, how, how much can you go on a charge? How many miles can it go? I think the Rivian has different versions. You could go about maybe 300 plus miles or so. That's fine. I like that. On the okay. Rivian. But the only thing, the, the thing you have to think about is Tesla, they cornered the market. So if you're going somewhere, if you're driving somewhere far, they have that free charging network. 
So it's like, you can't beat that. Rivian doesn't have it. You know, Hummer doesn't have it. It's if, if you're going from New Jersey to Boston or Miami, you can literally charge for free or next to nothing going all the way down. But like Rivian, they don't have that. Mm. So keep that in mind. So where would one, where would yeah, one charge yeah. if you were driving from New Jersey to, to Florida? So there's different charging networks. There's, um, you know, like Charge USA, there's Charge Point, um, but they're in random places. They're mostly behind uh, Walmarts. So you find mm-hmm. a Walmart, you go behind the Walmart, you charge, and then you could continue your destination. Whereas the Tesla chargers, they charge very fast and they're in very convenient locations on the route. Because in a lot of cases, um, if you're leaving New Jersey, you might not know where the nearest Walmart is. You're on the highway. A lot of the times you're on the highway, you don't see a Walmart sign on the highway a lot of the times. Whereas Tesla, they have the strategically placed routes, you know, all across the United States, all down south. It's all over the map that you can charge your car for in very fast for next to nothing. So mm-hmm. that's where Tesla beats out the competition. If you want to be able to take your car on a road trip, you can't you can't beat their network at all. What what if you get lost? Like, is there a portable like block out? Do they have that? Like a portable there, there is. Uh it's it's slow and it's kind of inconvenient, mm. but the car holds your hand the whole way. If you put in a destination, it's going to say, okay, you have to drive six hours. You have to charge here, here, and here oh. for 10 minutes apiece. And you have to keep your speed under 65 miles an hour if you want to make it. So it calculates the whole trip for you. So if the odds of you running out of fuel or running out of electricity for a charge is, is pretty slim unless you blatantly ignore what the car is telling you to do. Mm. So it's pretty smart. And why don't you, so, so you said off mic too, you, you are moving, you do other cars, other electric right. cars. No, actually, you know what? <clears throat> Tesla is one. There's only one other car that I think is better looking than the Tesla that I would consider as of right now. And that's the Porsche Taycan. Mm. The Taycan, it's a good-looking car. If you can look that up, it's a nice-looking car, but it is—it's double the price. It's like one hundred and sixty, one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Put that down. Well, the, you yeah. just—you um, yeah. just—who's—I'm not spending money on a house for a car. Right. I just think right. that just doesn't make any sense. And it, does, uh, it doesn't uh, add no, up. We're not doing that. No, no. So, no, so don't even say that. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> but no, I don't do um, electric cars. I still do electric stuff, but electric cars are no longer the primary focus of the channel because I realized very quickly in order to grow, you can't keep doing the same thing over and over again because Tesla only makes three cars. They make their SUV, you know, the, the mini, the, the small little hatchback, the model three and the model Y and the S so like four cars. And I fixed all of them on my channel. What's next? You know, like you can't keep eating the same, regurgitating the same content over and over again. So in order to grow, I switched to gas powered cars. I still love both. I still love gas, still love electric. I wanted to do both. And since I switched, the channel has grown exponentially. Okay. There's a new Bronco coming out and there are pre-orders. I Mm -hmm. think more, almost 200,000 people have pre-ordered this. You had to pay a hundred dollars the the commercial that ad for it looks amazing doors yeah. come off everything comes off i love convertibles so the fact that you have like a wrangler type of vehicle that oj was uh getting away from killing nicole in they've updated <laughs> that it's amazing right. it's amazing right yeah so uh thoughts on that do you like it i like it a lot i like the retro styling i think they did a fantastic job 
recreating the original essence of the of the former Bronco for sure. It was the it was the Bronco that I think that was designed maybe a generation or two before the whole OJ thing. Right, right. Where it was old school. It was boxy. It was That's rugged. I don't like it. Yeah. I love I think, it. Uh, I, 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 I do like, I like the Broncos. I do like them. I mean, I wish I was, I'm not more of a, I'm not a Jeep person, um, but I do like the Bronco. If, if, if you, if I saw a good deal on one, I'd snatch it up like that. Okay. What about the Hummer? They're coming back with the Hummer from back in the day. They're, they're, and I think it's electric as well. It is. So um, fun fact, I actually own a Humvee. So I own the military version of it. Right. And that's a tank. Yeah, that's yeah. A oh, I remember, love that. Remember, that. remember Arnold Schwarzenegger back in the day? Yes. He'd roll up in that tank. So I have one of those, but a military camo version. And it's big, it's boxy, it's in your face. And it's just like, it's all borderline offensive. The but, H1? Uh, you have an H1? I love it. Uh, it's a Humvee. Humvee. So you have the H1, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I like. Yeah. yeah. I love so that. the thing with the with the Hummer, in my opinion, I think it's cool. But I think the design looks too much like the old Hummer. There was a weird generation of Hummer in like the 2000s that like Puffy and Mace used to drive around in. Yeah. Yes. yeah. It was it, it looks too much like that combined with something called a Chevy Avalanche. And the Chevy Avalanche is the pickup truck four door of the of the Tahoe. So it looks like they took the old school styling of one and smushed them together and made this car. I think the design. It's a little bit lazy because I like cars that are flashy. You look at it, you're like, yeah, yo, that's it. And I don't think, I don't think the Hummer does that. I think it's it's big and strong and it's heavy and it'll protect you in an accident. But I think it looks kind of kind of generic. They could have done a better job with the styling, I think. How much does it cost to fill that tank? Well, that's the thing, is that oh well, on on my Humvee, it's diesel, so it's about I want to say like maybe fifty dollars to fill it, but I don't. I don't drive it. That's more of like a, you know, um, you, you right. just sit tight right there kind yeah. of vehicle because it's um, it's 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 inconvenient to drive. It's more like a showpiece. Like you mm. bring, I bring kids around in it and stuff for like parades. Everyone <laughs> wants to ride in the army truck, but uh, it's more of like a limited use vehicle. It doesn't really get driven much because it's so it's big, it's drafty. The heat doesn't work all that well. There's oh, no yeah. AC. You know what I mean? You could oh. fall out of it. It has no doors. So that's the thing. How many cars do you have, Rich? I was going to ask. <laughs> Man, I. All right. So um, I have a old school Mini Cooper, a 1969 Mini Cooper. You know, that, you remember wow. Mr. Bean? Remember yeah. Mr. Bean yes. cars? I have one of those. I have a BMW i8, you know, with the, with the bird doors mm-hmm. that go up. I have a diesel truck a big lifted diesel truck like the rednecks have down south uh it's it's a gmc sierra um i have a an audi rs7 Hmm. um i'm trying to think i have the corvette still Uh, i have the hummer um man i think that's it oh the the tesla my daughter drives um did did you rebuild all of these no no i um Oh no, the i8 I rebuilt. Yes, the i8. The, the i8. Let me tell you something right now. Talk about flex. The i8 is the best, hands down, the best bargain. Yes. Right now, because you know you have a Lamborghini and you want to like look flashy in your Lambo and be like, "Yo, check me out." It looks I mean, the Lambos. Same. You can't get yeah. one for less than a hundred, really. Yeah. But that i8, I paid, I think twenty five for it, and I fixed wow. it. 
maybe it cost me like seven or eight grand to fix. And that car turns heads like you wouldn't. It, it's it's the car to have. I mean, that, that's the best deal going. That, that's like my little secret. Now that I have one, I could let everyone know it's the best deal <laughs> huh. going. How did you pay 25? Uh, private owner? No, because it was. Uh, so I get most of my cars. They were in accidents, right? Oh, got it. So the whole side was torn off. But a little secret about the I-8 is that everything's plastic on the outside. Yes, yes. So there's no body work to do. So I go to BMW and they give me the plastic panels and you just snap it together and that's it. What? Do you, do you own your I dream eight. car? Oh, that's a very good question. Oh. I, when you, when you get to a certain point, you have a bunch of cars and stuff. They kind of, unfortunately, they, they tend to lose meaning in a lot of senses. It's like, all right, cool, I have that. That's cool. So, like, in terms of my dream car, I think I'm pretty good. Like, there's only if, – if I get anything else, it's just to be like, yeah, look, I made it. Like, I wanted a Veyron, a Bugatti Veyron, but that's a million dollars, and that's not that's not really uh, uh, realistic in, in this lifetime. Isn't that the one that Tracy Morgan got into an accident with? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, that is that <laughs> he is. He drives it. it down the street in New York. Just yeah, like, it's like, what are you really – slowly? You're driving it in New York, like what? I mean, I'm not, you know, that that's that wasn't a smart decision, but I mean, yeah, I think those are those are all the cars I have. Oh, and I have one more mystery car coming um, next week. It's an off-road vehicle, and it Ooh, is. Oh, you gotta come back. Are you, will you tell should, us when you come on? I tell will us. tell you exclu- Yes, you'll, I will. I will release it here exclusively. I will tell you. Mm. Dropping mixtapes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Exclusive. Midnight. At midnight. You have those horns. <laughs> Come on, Smith. Exclusive. <laughs> yeah. So I have, I have a lot of cars, but you know they're they're they're. Wait, wait like my... hold on. Wait, what's the exclusive? What's what is it? No, he said oh, he's coming right back. Now? He's gonna come back um, and tell you. No, no, no. I'll I'll, oh. I'll tell you right now. I don't care. You ever see um one of my favorite? I don't know how you guys feel about Kanye West, but he is one of my favorite musicians, uh, barring you know things he's done and said. He came up with a song last year, his very first song off of his mixed off of his uh, first album called Follow God. And he was in the desert. He was in Wyoming with his father in a, a big off-road tank. I bought one of those tanks. So you got to look it up. Oh, where do you okay. live? So I'm now- sorry. <laughs> yeah, so, so look, look it up now. Type in Follow God Kanye tank or Yeezy tank. Oh, You'll my see gosh. Now we got. So you're gonna be you're gonna be doing a video on it, like a review. I, I don't know. I might make. I might you know release my my gospel career. My my uh, my mm. springboard off of this. You never know. Just um, don't charge fifty dollars for a pair of socks, Rich. <laughs> that's just, it's too much. But uh, but I, no, it's wh- where do I live? I live in the in the burbs, but there's no really real place to drive it. I just knew that. I was like, you know what? I, I want one of these. It's one of those things where you you work hard and it's just like, you know what? What's something that. I could look at and be like, yeah, this is cool. Like I did that, you know, I, I might just look at it, but I knew I wanted one for potential content creation because I'm a content creator and you have to continuously keep thinking of what's the next biggest thing, you know, what's, what's going to do well, like what's going to be like, wow, this is crazy. And it's, it gets exhausting, but you know, I have to keep buying these crazy things to oh. stay relevant. Yeah. Where oh. do they live? Where, where, where do you keep live? it? Yeah. Where do you keep? So I don't have it yet. It's it's. It, I flew down to Texas uh, last week to test drive it. I've never seen one in person before, only in only in videos. And we drove it around. It, it it's it's. I can't even get into how crazy this thing is. But yeah, it's um, like a prepper. It's like one of those things that preppers. Uh, 
Yeah, it's yeah. a big it's it's a big tank. So it's getting shipped from Texas, and um, I'm gonna keep it right in my driveway. I mean, I, what I mean, <laughs> no, I'm I mean, saying, I, do you have hell. like a 90 car garage? Like, what? no, I that's the thing. That's a common misconception. I do not. So it's funny because whenever someone comes to the neighborhood, it's like an average, you know, pretty nice neighborhood. But when they see the cars in the driveway, they're like, wait a minute, something's not adding up here. Like, this doesn't make any sense. So <laughs> I have a pretty wide driveway. So I fit the my truck, um, the Mini Cooper I-8, the tank's going to be there, and my wife's car. So I could fit like five cars in the driveway. Plus, I have a two-car Jesus. garage. Yeah. Wow, the gosh. tank is in the driveway. I love that. Right. It's, like, it's, it's like a Before, statement. It's like, hey, listen, like, you know, don't worry about it. You know, I'm, I'm OK. Yeah. I'm You're that right. neighbor. You're that yeah, neighbor. Also, don't try me. I like that. <laughs> You know, so right because with the tank, you know, there's probably grenades and other things going on in that house. Uh, yeah. Let me ask y'all. <laughs> we got Rich Benoit here. He is a car enthusiast. He's got a YouTube channel with almost nine hundred thousand people who tune into his stuff. Uh, Joya, what's your dream car? Aston Martin Vanquish. Ooh, excellent choice. See, that's a classy car. I'm here buying it. tanks. You know, I can tell. Yeah, I tell you, you're a classy lady. I can tell. Yeah, I also love the Audi R8. Yes, the Iron Man's car. Yes. Yes, yes, Iron Man's car. Yes. Iron Man's car. No, I, I, yeah, those are two classy choices. I feel like, man, I'm starting to feel embarrassed now. You're a dude. You You can do that. You know, I do. I do like the R8 though. The R8, I think, is is up there. It's it's smooth. It's slick. It 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 looks phenomenal. So I think I think that's a great choice. Hmm. You know, Lamont, what's your dream car? Um, that's a, that's a good one. I don't know if I've ever thought of it. I mean, I like old caddies, so mm. I like I old caddies that. and, and <laughs> yes, I can definitely and, see and that. hydraulic, you know, the joints from, from, you know, the, West coast from those, Snoop Dogg with the switches yeah, and the combos yeah. of a noun. I, yeah. I like those. I, I, I if I had to think maybe one of those concepts, I think it's the, um, I saw a video last week, the Audi concept with no, nothing, everything is, is, is touch. Yeah. And the, and the um, dashboard is like a, a screen, like a theater screen. Mm-hmm. You get scenery. So concept car, either really, really old or really, really new. Probably that's that. That'd be mine. I got you. So past, yeah. way in the past, or far in the future. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. I'm weird like that. So no middle ground. No, I respect that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, there's something about an old school car where you know, you know, there's no computers. Yeah. You, you push a button. You could actually it has tactile feedback. You could turn a button. To remember back in the day, I remember the transition for me from going to a cell phone that had buttons to no buttons. I was just talking about that. <laughs> I, I I couldn't do it. I had yeah, the little, yeah. you know, the little motor, the little sidekick. Yeah. That you'd swipe yes. up and it has a keyboard. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. let go of that because like I need those buttons. Yeah. You know? So like that feedback, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Like you want to always have to know when you push something, it's going to work. When you pull the choke, when you do the carb, when you turn the volume up everything's a click and you get that feedback to know, yes, I made an action. Now everything's touchscreen. You go, Boo-hoo. yeah. And you don't know what's going on. There was a, there was a uh, Cadillac concept car that they never did. Mm-hmm. They, they released a real cheap down version of it, the XLR. Um, yes. It, but, but the concept that the XLR was based on, they never released. And that's the one I was waiting on. The, the XLR, I will say that's a good looking car. It's based mm-hmm. off a Corvette, you know, yes. of a C6 Corvette. And it's, yes. It's a good looking car. Even to this day, I'm like, you look at it, you're like, for the time, it was it was decent. They did a good job. Well, sure. Rich Benoit, thank you for sticking around extra. I appreciate of you indulging. Of course, of course. Um, and I want to have you come back on to talk about off the grid. 
because I think uh, some of us are preppers and we want to know yes. what kind of car when when the zon- zombie apocalypse happens in a couple of mm-hmm. weeks. What what we need a couple to get, weeks. get the, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> what what, what right. we need so that they can't track us and shut our car down and and right. have us have accidents with the computers. So I want to talk to you about this new vehicle that you're getting and how we can all find off the grid vehicles. But thank you for being here. Appreciate of you. Of course, thank you for having me. I appreciate that. Thank you yes. for having me on your show. I appreciate what you guys do and thanks for having me.